We're the misery machine. We are the misery machine. We are. I'm Drewby. I'm Yergi. And today we're going to do the Delphi murders, we which are. has been a long requested case that apparently a lot of people are interested in. So we're going to go over the known details of the case as it's still currently unsolved. We're going to get right to it, but I really have to say we have three new patrons. Three, three new patrons. Thank you to Holly, Rowan, and Marky for signing up on our Patreon. And if you want to be a patron where you can get snaps, postcards from us, and I bet you're not getting anything but bills in the mail lately, and when you check your mail, you're probably feeling a sense of dread. Well, you won't need more when you get a postcard from us, mm -hmm. and we're about to do our April postcards. And I got pretty ones. Yeah, so if you want to get those, you might want to sign up at patreon.com slash machine. COVID-free postcards. COVID-free postcards. Also, I understand some people don't like Patreon. If you want to make a donation to our PayPal, we will still find a way to hook you up. Just message us. We'll work something out. Also, if you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe. It really helps us, especially at a time when we're going stir crazy right now. So that'd be a big help. And you should definitely join our Facebook group. It's fabulous. You can request episodes there and chat with us. Find out early what the next episode is going to be. Yes. All that out of the way. This is the Delphi Murders. This is the Delphi Murders. On February 14, 2017, the bodies of Abigail Williams and Liberty German were discovered near the Monon High Bridge Trail, which is part of the Delphi Historic Trails in Delphi, Indiana, after the young girls had disappeared from the trail the previous day. The murders have received significant media coverage because a photo and audio recording of an individual believed to be the girl's killer was found on German's smartphone. Despite these recordings of the suspect that have been circulated and the more than 26,000 tips the police have received, no arrest in the case has been made. At 1.35 p.m. on February 13, 2017, 13-year-old Abigail Williams and 14-year-old Liberty German were dropped off by German's older sister, Kelsey German, at a trailhead on County Road 300 North, west of the Hoosier-Heartland Highway. The girls were hiking on the Monon High Bridge over Deer Creek, among woodland and remote Deer Creek Township, when they were last seen. They were reported missing at 5.30 p.m. when they failed to meet a family member at the end of the trail. Authorities who quickly searched the area did not initially suspect foul play in the disappearance. However, this changed when the bodies of the girls were found around noon the next day, about a half mile east of the abandoned Modern High Bridge. The bodies were found about 50 feet from the north bank of the Deer Creek. Police have not publicly stated nor released details of how the girls were murdered, even years after the fact. As early as February 15, 2017, Indiana State Police began circulating a still image of an individual reportedly seen on the Modern High bridge trail near where the two friends were slain. The grainy photograph appears to capture a Caucasian male, hands in pockets, walking on the rail bridge, headed down towards the girls. A few days later, the person in the photograph was named the prime suspect in the double homicide. On February 22nd, law enforcement released an audio recording where the voice of the assailant, though in some degree muffled, is heard to say, down the hill. It was at this news conference that officials credited the source of the audio and imagery to German smartphone and further regarded her as a hero for having the uncanny foresight and fortitude to record the exchange in secret. Police indicated that additional evidence from the phone had been secured, but that they did not release it so as to not compromise any future trial. By this time, the reward offered in the case was set at $41,000. I still can't believe a girl that young having the wherewithal to turn on the recording option on her phone. I can't even imagine that being that age. But I you don't have know. to kind of think about it too. Kids of that age 
are growing up in an age now where cell phones are everything. This was a little bit different from when we were younger. Yeah, no, that's definitely for sure. But still, imagine like having your flight or fight response go off and just be surging with adrenaline, but still know to do that. Yeah. I don't know. It was maybe, definitely very smart. Maybe there's some Gen Zer younger that could say, oh, I can do that in my sleep. But I don't know. To me, that's impressive. On July 17th, officers distributed a composite sketch of someone who at the time of the investigation was sought as a person of prime interest in the murders. It had apparently been drawn by police from eyewitnesses to a certain hiker of the Delphi Historic Trails on the day the girls vanished. On April 19th, 2019, Indiana State Police announced a new direction in the case. On behalf of state police and the multi-agency task force, Superintendent Doug Carter released more materials a few days later in a press conference held on April 22nd. The new materials include a short video recording in which the blue-jeaned and jacketed suspect is seen walking along the rail bridge for a little over a second. Superintendent Carter states that because of the deteriorated condition of the bridge, the suspect is not walking naturally due to the spacing between the ties. So you wouldn't be walking naturally due to spacing in the ties anyway. I mean, did you see a picture of that bridge? I did. It's one of those large bridges like in Stand By Me. So you're not going to be walking naturally anyway if you're walking on railroad ties. So when they were talking about, I think this was a brief period of time, I I watched many of the press conferences. They were saying, if you recognize the suspect's gate, call us. And it's like, well, that's not a typical gate of a person. That's so silly. An updated sketch of the suspect was also unveiled, as well as an extensive version of the audio recording in which a slight rise in the suspect's voice can be detected as he utters the words, guys, before the freeze, down the hill. It was further explained that the previously released sketch showing an older man with a goatee and a cap is now considered secondary. By contrast, the clean-shaven individual of the newly revised composite is the primary sketch of the prime suspect. Police say this person may range from 18 to 40, but caution, his youthful appearance could make him look younger than his true age. So if I recall, originally they were saying that the suspect's age was somewhere between 30 and 50, but then they reduced it to 18 to 40, which is a pretty big age range. I would say just looking at the cell phone video, I would put this gentleman in the 40 to 50 range. Yeah. Just looking at him. Yeah, I'm surprised they... He looks like a dad. Just like, not like anybody's dad, but like a dad in our age range-ish. And all of the accused suspects, well, that the internet has accused, all have been, I believe, over the age of 30, if memory serves. I believe so. But if you look at that, the man clearly has some sort of facial hair and it's grayed. That's not to say you don't have people who are prematurely grayed. However, this person looks like they're in their later 40s to early to mid 50s. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard to say how is this person carrying themselves? Is he carrying himself like an older man? Well, it's hard to say because he's walking on a surface that most people don't normally walk on and they're day-to-day life. I mean, it looks like he's clearly wearing dad jeans and probably some New Balances. Like, this is clearly someone's dad. And on the guys down the hill, there was this internet conspiracy theory that when he said guys down the hill, he wasn't speaking to the girls. He was speaking to multiple people because there's people out here that believe there's multiple suspects in here, which I just think is ludicrous. You know, I don't think that's too far off. Really? Why? So if you think about it, you have two girls who are 13 and 14. You're pretty much in your prime shape then. And this is not 
13 or 14? I think so. You're pretty pretty zippy then. I mean, it depends. Some people are late bloomers. I wouldn't even say that was my athletic prime at all. Not even close. Let's just speak generally. Okay. So let's go off the the idea this person's in their mid to late 40s to early 50s. You take two younger teenagers. They're going to be a lot more nimble. So unless this person's holding them at gunpoint, it's easy to believe that possibly there were more than one suspect involved in controlling them. But when you look at cases that involve children victims i can't even think of one that involved multiple suspects unless it was say a husband and wife duo i mean that's possible i'm just trying to think of all possible angles with it yeah there's a good possibility that they got scared and just thought if they did what he said to do that they'd be let go that's definitely possible that's where i'm leaning towards that's what seems the more plausible thing not to say that what you're suggesting isn't in the realm of possibility. I just don't think there's a high probability of that being the case. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't say what I do in the same situation because you never know what you do in the same situation. I just would think in some cases this it's going to come off bad as victim shaming. So I'm just not even going to go there. I don't. I know you're not trying to victim shame. I, I think what you're saying is that if it's one person, there's more likely a chance that these girls run away. However, given the terrain, given the bridge, maybe there's a way for them to have been cornered this case right especially if they get cornered on that bridge and what if he has a gun that's not seen in the gun video or, gun or a knife or something or they think they're going to get pushed off yeah it's a really tall railroad bridge They're very easily and if you get pushed off that do you think you're going to get discovered as easily you're you're so far away from civilization think of that too you know you they cannot you can't scream for help no they, one will hear you they haven't released cause of death what if he simply did just push them off the bridge it's possible i mean that kind of invalidates the guys down the hill thing though if they didn't listen maybe it's quite possible that is definitely possible Th- this is why the cause of death not being released gives way to all these theories if the cause of death was released then we wouldn't have these types of speculations now i'm not saying this telling them to release the cause of death i understand why they're doing it but when it comes to conspiracy theories and the extent of which people are speculating the fact that we don't have a cause of death is giving way to that but if you want to hear the guys down the hill which it's kind of almost unsettling the way he's saying it he's not saying it very commanding he's not saying it threatening he's almost saying it nonchalantly in my opinion another thing that i thought of too if she had the phone recording wouldn't you get more than just the guys down the hill or is this all that the police are that's all they're releasing. Releasing. They, they said Is they, there more information other than that? They said they had more of the video and more of a sound clip that they weren't going to release, I believe is what I picked up from one of the press conferences I listened to. Yeah, I saw that too. I just wasn't sure what it entailed. I know they had secured a lot of information off of the phones, but... So this is where I'm confused why they're not releasing this. I get that releasing some of that would give away some of the stuff that they want to keep close to the chest, but if you want to identify this guy and you have a very long audio clip of him talking or just more examples of him talking that could be the make or break point to bring this guy to justice no i totally agree but i don't know i guess just have to trust they're doing the right thing here we don't have the information so we just don't know and maybe it's possible that in that video the guy talking isn't as clear or when he does talk it would just give away too much and they just don't think the risk is worth the reward anyway for those who haven't heard the clip here it is. 
Also on April 22nd, law enforcement reached out to the public urging all to look at the sketch, listen to the audio, watch how they walk on the high bridge, and send your tip to Abby and Libby Tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com. And we will put up the sketch if you're on YouTube. If you're part of the Facebook group, we'll put that up too. We'll also include the email in the description in case you have anything to add on that. But take a look at these at these sketches. Now, these two sketches, in my opinion, are quite different from each other. They're vastly different. So in my opinion, I'm leaning more towards the first sketch that they're now considering to be secondary. I am too. I feel just the weight, the age, the facial hair looks more like the man in the video. I think so too. And he also happens to look like one of the people accused of being a suspect. Yes. And we will definitely get to that. I think the secondary sketch that's now considered primary of the younger man looks like you in a, in a weird way. A just, Stop that. A distorted picture me, of Drew me, Bay. Me with, me with tight curly brown hair. Right. <laughs> no, but you, like it's a more youthful slimmer type appearance which to me doesn't look anything like the video i don't know how they got it so differently but that that first sketch i'm very impressed with i think it's quite accurate i think so too investigators revealed they have reason to believe that the suspect might well be hiding in plain sight and that the person is almost certainly familiar with the area of delphi whether it be from living or working there or for another reason an additional plea was made for help in identifying the driver of a vehicle left abandoned off the hoosier heartland highway in Delphi at the former child services office between noon and 5 p.m. on the day of the murders. So if this is the one I'm thinking about, there was somebody in a broken down truck and a woman approached this person offering help and the man refused to look at the woman and said that he was waiting for his father to pick him up and just was very cold, didn't want to talk with her, just tried to send her away. And she didn't really think anything of it and told her husband. Then after this came out, she told the police immediately. I can't remember what information they gave about that truck, but they wanted people to call if they knew anything about that too, which apparently wasn't much. No, so people, if you encounter a situation like this, take a sneaky little photo of the license plate, be a little detective. So now we're going to get on to the suspects that were involved in this. We're going to start with Paul Etter. So on July 23rd of 2019, after receiving a tip, authorities announced that Paul Etter was being considered a suspect in the murders. Etter was wanted for the kidnapping and a rape of a 26-year-old woman on June 22nd in Tippecanoe County. I like that name. I like that name, Tippecanoe. Five days later... Maybe it's Tippecanoe, where the E is more like an A. Maybe. So if you're from Indiana, let us know if yes, it's... Yes, please let us know. Tippy or, or Tippa. So anyway, five days later, Etter was surrounded by police, and after a five-hour standoff he committed suicide so we'll never know if it was paul and daniel j nations a registered sex offender from indiana was arrested in woodland park colorado in september 2017 and charged with threatening strangers on a monument trail with a hatchet the expired indiana plates on the car nations was driving was noticed by police who subsequently discovered
discovered an outstanding warrant under his name. Fanning public speculation still further, it was reported that a bicyclist had been fatally shot on the same trail at around the time that Nations was purportedly terrifying passersby. An El Paso County Sheriff spokesman told reporters that however many similarities there were between the cases, he was not at liberty to disclose them, since Indiana investigators did not want any more information released. On January 5th, 2018, Nations was sentenced to three years of probation for threatening members of the public in Colorado. However, he was not released since he had an active warrant out on him back in Indiana. On January 24th, Nations was finally transferred to an Indiana official's custody on an unrelated charge, failure to register as a sex offender. In early February 2018, authorities said that Nations was no longer considered an active person of interest in the Delphi murders. So have you ever seen a picture of Daniel Nations? No, I have not. He looks identical to the first sketch. Oh, does he? He does. Oh, I was thinking of Charles Eldritch. So go ahead right now. We'll talk this through. Okay. And pull up a picture of Daniel Nations. Okay. Okay, so yes, he absolutely does look like the first sketch. However, this guy looks a bit younger than the sketch, but it's pretty accurate, I would say. I think so. The eyes and the spacing of the nose. I totally see that. We'll talk about Charles Eldritch in a second, and I'll show you him because that's who I thought this looked like. Yeah, I think they both do. Thomas Bruce, who formerly worked as a pastor, is charged with fatally shooting one woman and sexually assaulting two others after having ordered them at gunpoint into the back room of a suburban St. Louis shop for religious supplies. Committed in broad daylight on November 19, 2018, These crimes put Bruce in the spotlight of the press. Some noted him being of similar stature, so around 5'7 to 5'9, to the then-current suspect description in the Delphi slings. Also, his wearing a flat cap and navy blue jacket during the attack, not unlike the suspect in the Delphi case. Indiana State Police did look into possible connections in November. On December 4th, Bruce was charged with no fewer than 17 felony counts related to the St. Louis case and could receive the death penalty. So Charles L. Eldritch, who I thought this picture looked like, was arrested on January 8, 2019 in Union City, Indiana, on charges of child molestation and child solicitation. Police in Randolph County alerted the FBI to a potential link between Eldritch and the Delphi murders on account of his strong resemblance to the suspect sketch, albeit this was before the updated composite had come out. So this is the picture. And the face shape is a little bit different, but God, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, I think is very it's similar. It's very similar. And something to note about this guy, he is very interested in not just the Delphi case, but in child disappearances in general all over his Facebook. And people were also claiming that the Down the Hill clip sounded like Eldritch in the Facebook videos. So he posts a lot of Facebook videos, him playing with his dog, him talking and stuff like that. And people said, this is the guy, this is the guy. However, people who are experts who are trained in deciphering audio clips like this say that it's just not enough of an audio clip to make that type of distinction. Also worth noting, he was wearing jeans in in one video or one picture that have the same exact writ in the picture that is posted online that we'll have up and it's in the left knee area. So and, and of course many people have a rip in the left knee of their jeans, but just something interesting. They look like the same jeans. It seems like the same rip, the same color, the 
this eldritch fellow. It, it's not it's... it's not enough to get him dead to rights, but this was the guy that I really felt when researching this case. I was like, mm, this really seems like the guy. I don't know. Before I was really sold on nations when I looked into this case, but with Mr. Eldritch here, I don't know. He was just last year. He was just he last show, year. Yeah. In August 2017, the families announced their plans to build a million dollar sports complex for Delphi in the memory of the girls. In response to a request from German's mother, countless homeowners across central Indiana have had orange lights installed in their front porches, both to commemorate the girls as well as to indicate that the murderer remains at large. Currently, last I checked, the reward for any information that will lead to the arrest and conviction of the killer is somewhere north of $200,000. Wow. Yeah, right here, last update was February 13th, 2019. The reward is $225,000. So I know we talked about bystander apathy in the Jungle Fruit episode in response to Kitty Genovese. Really, you have no reason not to come forward if you have any information. Even if you think it's insignificant, you never know what that could lead to with the information that they have. I'm really happy to see the outreach about this. This was a case that came up on a lot of celebrities' radars that they put out on their social media to try to bring awareness to this case because this is a very small town, but it's made international attention. Yeah, it's definitely a case that hasn't died. A lot of true crime podcasts cover this and it's usually a pretty hot topic. So that's a very good thing that it's staying on everybody's radars. I agree because some cases by this time are cold cased are completely forgotten and it seems this is ramping up more and more that's all the known details we have on the case right now. Remember, this is still an evolving case. Depending on when you're listening to this, the information might have changed. But as of today, April 5th, this is what's current. With that out of the way, I should read the Apple reviews. First one, Drewby and Yergi tell captivating stories that keep me wanting to come back to hear more of them. I'm excited to listen to future episodes. And that's from the Convincing Confident podcast. Please check them out. This one is, we are really loving this podcast. The hosts are so relatable, entertaining, and funny. We really enjoy the combination of true crime and comedy. They can't help it. They are hilarious together. And this is from the Mama Never Told Us podcast, which had me laughing my ass off. Please, please check them out. I've listened to them recently. They are very, very cool. This one is true crime podcasts are all the rage these days, but Drewby and Yergi's personalities and hilarious banter take the monotony out of the topic. Thank you. We <laughs> we randomly list, started listening with the Chris Benoit episode and we were not disappointed. Definitely subscribers and lifelong fans now. Mel and Aww. Nick from the We're Here to Tell You podcast. Thank so you. P- please listen to them. Mel and Nick are hilarious. I really love this podcast. Thank you so much. This one is, wow, what a great show. I love the hosts. They are very relatable and funny. I feel like I'm just hanging out with them talking dark stories. I'm looking forward to future episodes. You will not regret checking them out. I'm a subscriber. This is from ghostlypodcast.com. A lot of podcasts today. It seems like everybody that listens to podcasts tends to have a podcast themselves. But what's different about this one is they have their own website. That's fancy. Ghostlypodcast.com. Check that out. Okay, last one. Yergi and Drewby have such a great rapport. It makes for easy listening of very interesting topics. Great picks. I'm so happy Drewby never gets bored. 
and we'll be busy cranking out content while the world isolates. Thank you for keeping me entertained while I sit at home. Kelly from the Demi World Podcast. Yay. All podcasts today. Thank you. And yes, I have so many things to do. I have less time now, now that I've been isolated. And you know what? I kind of love it. I kind of love that I don't have anywhere to go and that I can just really focus on things that I want to do. Maybe I'm weird as fuck, but I'm going to make the best of a weird situation. No, this has really been great because they finally sent me home as well. Yes. So we both work from home now and we both have a thousand million minutes to do all of our projects. So we're not bored. I wouldn't say a thousand million because I don't know. it feels it, like we run out of a lot of we time. Do. But there's now no risk of Yergi randomly bringing the COVIDs home. So... <laughs> That's open. cool. I was really worried about that. Yeah, I, I was too. I was too. I mean, I've worked from home for a long time and you worked in a very hot zone of an of a place and there was just so many rumors floating around. I'm not going to go into it for potential legal reasons, but yeah. You want me to cut that? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, everything everything's good now, and you know I've been playing I've been playing music more, which is good. We get to focus on this a little bit more. Just things can take priority that should have taken priority, but day to day life gets in the way. I also have to say that we are in the top fifty of Japanese true crime podcasts, which is very weird. But I'm all about this. Yes, I am too. I didn't know that a lot of people in Japan listen to English only podcasts, but all of our Japanese listeners, I'm so thankful for you. And because of that, we are learning Japanese. Yeah, it's something I've always kind of wanted to do. I know a little bit of French. I know a little bit of Spanish. Yergi knows Spanish. And I want to be able to visit there and be able to get around and not act like an idiot and just be able to order food. So if I can do that, that's all I care about because I want to see your beautiful country one day. I have for a very long time. Me so, too. I so, want to go to the Dogo Onsen. Oh, that, that hot spring that you really like? It's the one that's like kind of like spirited away. Oh, right. And do they allow people with tattoos? They allow people with tattoos, so uh, Yergi's okay. Yeah, Yergi, Yergi's got tattoos on her, so people are going to think she's a Yakuza. <laughs> Well, not really, but I know how y'all's got your rules over there, and rules got to be followed. I, I understand. You just wear a rash guard. Oh, a whatever. rash guard. I really wanted to see that. I almost went when I was living in Seattle. I didn't pull the trigger. I regret that, but I'm still going to go one day. It's it's high up on my bucket I list. I seriously think we should just pull the trigger on doing this as soon as possible so that it will light a fire under our ass to actually learn Japanese. Oh, I mean, I'm going to just do Duolingo and Fucking watch. let's use our stimulus watch. checks to go to freaking Japan. <laughs> use our stimulus checks to go. I mean, we could. Can't go now because- well, we at least plan it. Borders are closed, but yeah, I could, could do that. And people, if you're stir crazy at home and you're bored, if you're bored, you just don't have enough goals set. Just think about what's something that I want to do that would really enrich my life. And it doesn't have to necessarily be learning a skill. It could just be doing something like, you know, I've always wanted to watch the Criterion Collection movies. That's what somebody I know did. And they're taking time to watch all of those. That's something that they would regret had they not done. So now they're doing it. Just do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's so many things, so many things I want to be able to do. And so I'm focusing my time on doing that. And because of that, I am never bored. Yes. I'm never bored. Little stir crazy, but never bored. But we do go on little trips. Yeah. And we'll just not get out of the car. Yeah. We'll take drives sometimes. 
We'll take drives sometimes. Sometimes if I'm feeling real stir crazy, I'll just go by myself. Sometimes we'll go together and just go out and get coffee or some shit or see random things. I know there's lockdown and sooner or later the ordinances are going to get more strict. And we were at Great Falls where there's a walking path there. There were so many people. They were not maintaining social distancing. They weren't wearing masks. But there was those real, that really nice couple who let us go take our pictures of the waterfall before they came into our area. I went out and I took a video of the falls, which is on my Instagram. If you want, you want to add me on there, I'm sure you can, you can find it. But there was this couple walking and they stopped and just admired the falls and stood there, waited till... We were done taking pictures, walked back into our car, and then they kept walking. Like, shout out to people like that. That's more of what we need. Not all these people congregating and not giving a shit. Clearly, there's something going on, and our country sucks at handling this. But I'm not going to get into a rant about this. Because right. if you can get out of the house safely for now, get out of the house. It does wonders for your brain. Just take a five or ten minute drive. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how much that resets you. And also, if you have roommates during this period of time, you're incredibly lucky because being alone right now, a lot of people are, are stuck inside alone right now. Have fun with your roommates. Have fun. Bond with your roommates. Okay? And... If you have kids, play with your kids. Yeah, play with your kids. Play with your cats. Stop letting TV and Nintendo DS raise your kids or your cats. Stop letting your cats play Animal Crossing. Play with your goddamn cats. Thanks for our new patrons. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, Holly Rowan and Marky. And Eddie, our super fan. Our super fan, Eddie. Ah, oh. We love you. Yes, we love you. And again... If you want to be our patron, you can go to the patreon.com slash the misery machine. If you don't like Patreon, I totally get it. Some people don't respect Patreon as a platform because they won't let certain people on their platform, whoever that may be, for whatever reason, I've heard them cancel people on the left and the right. I don't know a ton about it. This is just what I've heard. But if you want to go around it because you don't like Patreon, we do have a PayPal link in our description. If you want to donate to us, Click our PayPal link, get in touch with us, we'll hook you up. Remember, it's April, so we're going to start sending out the postcards soon. You can get snaps from us, which I'm probably going to be sending more lately. It's a bunch of inside kitty cats, but you know what? On the occasional drives, we'll find some weird things. Anyways, until next week. Until next week, we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.